Hey, it's Jeff here. After working as an automotive tech for almost 25 years, I can honestly say that finding employment with the right shop has been the difference maker between loving what I do every day or hating my career choice. Let me tell you, I've been there, but I've also had jobs where work didn't really feel like work. I love the challenge of fixing cars. So loving what I do, that's the easy part. Finding a good place to do it in, now that's been the struggle. And that's where my friends at ProMotive knock it out of the park. They're a recruitment company specializing in jobs for our automotive industry. A-techs, B-techs, master techs, service advisors, managers, you name it. They are constantly looking for applicants in automotive to link them with available job postings at only the best vested shops around the country. ProMotive has a team of professional recruiters that can help you with your resume, prep you for the interview process, and negotiate the best pay and benefits package for you. And best of all, it's free to anyone looking to gain employment. Check them out at gopromotive.com slash Jeff. gopromotive.com slash Jeff. Just think, you could be just five minutes away from finding your dream job. We always hear from owners that mechanics say that they're better than what they truly are and so that is what i can guarantee you some owners are listening to this right now they're like oh well he he wasn't getting paid much because he wasn't as good as he thought he was exciting thought-provoking episode of the Jada Mechanic Podcast. My name's Jeff and I'd like to thank you for joining me on this journey of reflection and insight into the toils and triumphs of a career in automotive repair. After more than 20 years of skin knuckles and tool debt, I want to share my perspectives and hear other people's thoughts about our industry. So pour yourself a strong coffee or grab a cold Canadian beer and get ready for some great conversation. You know, we want to see be able to what you take from this place and be able to implement it in your business because we want to see everybody succeed. For sure. Yeah. So here we are back again, another episode of the Jade Mechanic Podcast. Um, I'm sitting here with two really cool guys, and I'm sitting here with Marissa as well. Don't want to leave her out. <laughs> but uh, my two guests today, Chris Enright, who's now an old, old friend of the show. I'm sitting here with Parker from Par- Parker's Multiple Mechanics. So... Parker, say hello. Hey, guys. My name is Matt Parker. With uh, I'm the owner of Parker's Mobile Mechanics. I've uh, been the owner for about two years now, yeah. close to two years. Yeah, and our a new friend for you, a relatively a little older friend. I met Chris Enright last year here at AST, and he is now one of my most favorite people yeah. in the industry. Chris? What's up, everybody? Yeah. So, so happy to be back. Yeah. Good, good to have episode. you back. So I'll call you Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. This is your first time at any kind of event like yeah, ASD, absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah, and how did you get here? Uh, all thanks to Chris. So I I posted a video on TikTok. He had seen it and you know reached out to me as as really a wonderful human being and was just like, hey, uh, you know I see you're doing wonderful work, but you need you know you need some training, not in any type of negative way, but fully fully you know respected what I did and yeah. was uh, willing to help. And then yeah, reached out from that. So give us the context of what was in the video. 
Okay, so like I know, <laughs> yeah, but, you know. All right, so I worked for this gentleman who initially called me for it was just a, a cooling fan replacement, right. and I quoted him on the phone. I used car salesman, so you know he knew exactly what he wanted, and yeah. that was it. And yep. so I was like, okay, I'll you know I'll be buying about an hour to do that for you. So when I got there, though, he had different things in mind. He had a valve cover he wanted me to do, an alternator he wanted me to do. He had a bumper waiting for me with the with the paint, the matching paint. So, you know, I'm already there. I got all my tools out. Uh, I get the cooling fan replaced. It took me, I don't know, it took me like five minutes or 10 minutes or something. It was extremely easy. There was no bolts. Yeah. It was literally just unclip and pull out. They're not all like that. So no, they're not. Not at all. But this one was, and the, this one was pretty easy. But we already had a set, and we already had a set agreement on the pay. And it wasn't just because it took me a little bit less time than what he had, you know, seen other mechanics do. He had thought that, that what I was charging was was ridiculous right i was i was only charging 70 dollars. Yeah. okay for and I, I mean realistically that's way low any and to begin with that's uh, super cheap that's <laughs> ridiculous it's ridiculous super low. cheap because yes. i want to interject you shared the video with with our little chat group yeah and i was like <laughs> you know just <laughs> yeah it was in my mind because i'm like why is he letting the customer a watch him and b tell him how much it should cost yeah yeah, yeah. so you shared that with me and you know there's a lot of you know, it's a, it's a it's not a big group, but it's a pretty active group of people that are like, oh well, yeah, this is we've seen how this goes before, oh, right? Yeah. Right, and we've seen how you know we don't always support this way of doing business right. within our industry because it it can. I think we probably use the word cheap in the industry, right? It devalues yeah. the industry, yeah, and stuff for like sure. That. So carry on. So well, and then you know I got it done. As soon as I was done, he was like, "Hey, I, I got an I got a second vehicle uh, with an alternator that needs to be replaced. I already ordered it. Here it is." I was like, "I have a pretty you know set payment already on component replacements like alternators." And so you know I was like, "Well, it's going to be this much." He was like, "Okay, that's fine." I start working on it, and then he just interjects. You know, after the agreement, after the second agreement is made, he interjects and says, "You know, hey, this took you five minutes and." You're charging me seventy, and that that's taking you like ten minutes, and you're charging me a one hundred or one twenty. And he's like, "So, can you not cut me a break here? Because this only took you five minutes." You know, he's like, "This only took you five minutes." And then after that, in those situations, I want to be like, "Absolutely not, no." Being a new business owner, though, realistically, I was a bit nervous. I don't negative review reviews impact especially an individual owner like yes. that it impacts mm -hmm. them pretty well and so i was like you know just trying to keep everybody happy but I, w I walked away there defeated you know what i mean i ended up doing like six different replacements and made less money than i would have just doing one you know what i mean yeah. you helped his profit on those absolutely cars and, and then he turned around and sold those vehicles and made quadruple the amount of money he paid me so it was yeah. like and without me he wouldn't have been able to sell the vehicle yeah, so man, right it's hard for you to get people to realize that. Yeah. And well, I mean, obviously, he, he called you for a reason, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So how how did you wind up in? And I don't want to say in that situation of that guy's garage, but give us some of your background on how you went from being. How did you get to being a Matt Parker's mobile mechanic? You got a background as obviously a tech working somewhere else. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I worked out. Uh, so I, I, it all started. I was a. I worked for this mom and pa shop called Frank's Automotive. It was only tires. Right. They only did tires there. And then we had one lady that pulled in with a lug nut, broken, broken stud. She was like, you know, I need this replaced. They were willing to put a tire on it and send her on her way without replacing that stud. And I was like, well, I've seen my brother do 
bunch of work. Studs aren't, I've seen them knock studs out easily. So let me just try it. So I tried it. And then from that, they let me do like for the first time ever, wheel bearing work, hub work and stuff like that. And this is all things that I'm like teaching myself, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And cause I've never done them before. And once I got confident in that, after about like a year, I went to a big shop, Robertson Tire, had like 10 bays. I actually didn't have a driver's license. So they didn't want me to be a mechanic because I couldn't test drive vehicles and pull them in and out. Mm -hmm. Well, let me start. Let me do something. Let me be a tire. I was like, I did tires for like a year. Let me do tires. And then I progressed from that. Eventually, I got my license six months later or so and was a mechanic there. I was really, really mistreated. You know what I mean? I was really mistreated. Um, Almost like we've heard that before. Yeah. It's a recurring theme, isn't it? <laughs> it's like a really bad rerun that you can't shut off. Oh, yeah. Groundhog Gosh. Day, you know. It's so wild. So when you say mistreated, what do you mean by that? You didn't feel like you were, do you feel like you're overworked, underpaid, not appreciated in terms of nobody ever said thank you, Matt? Like, what What do you mean okay. by mistreated? Because well, it's a big, big, big gamut of what you can. Absolutely, absolutely. So as the company itself, they, they tried to, to have a good company overall, but... Right. You know, there's always that one or two bad boss or whatever. So I just got, I had at first initially, I had a boss that I did way cheaper work as a mechanic than our other mechanics because I was happy to be in that position. You know what I mean? I was happy to have the opportunity to be the mechanic I wanted to be. So doing cheaper work, you mean you were working for him for significantly less money? Well, I was getting paid the, I was, I was getting, still getting paid as a tire tech being a mechanic. Mm. And that lasted a year and a half. The mechanic I worked with was getting quadruple the amount of and i didn't even like kind of put two and two together until uh we had like a dinner we all had like a dinner and then his wife was like talking about what they were going to purchase and he's like well i just got this mustang and then i was just like dude i freaking just had to ask my dad to help me pay with my electric bill you know what i mean so i was like just (laughs) yeah i was i mean it was a bad ordeal it was a bad ordeal but the people i worked with were awesome you know what i mean the mechanics that i worked with were incredible mechanics it was the i i mean it was literally it was my bosses that were just dicking me around you know what i mean and they completely took my work for granted is it, you ever get the feeling that sometimes the owners wish that we never had a a, a christmas dinner or a, any <laughs> oh, kind of gathering yeah. because sometimes a few beer gets consumed and that's people, exactly what and happens. people start to talk about what they get paid and then well, all of a sudden you build distension within that right yeah i yeah. mean it's it's always mind-blowing to me too like as an owner, like your job is to create that culture and make sure people are happy and paid well. Like why is this guy like obviously not super experienced at that time, right? but still doing a good job as an employee, having to borrow money from his dad to pay his bills while this guy over here, like, yes, maybe he's way more experienced in producing more obviously, but he's on his way there. Yeah. And I want him to do better. And guess what? Be like this guy because he's making me more money. And so I want to encourage him, pay him more, train him and do these things. But instead it's like, oh, well, let's just keep this hush hush because I'm paying him next to nothing and still making good money. He's the golden goose, right? Look at the profit margin on him. If I I pay him $14 an hour and I pay my whatever experience tech 24 and they do the same job where you turn 10 hours for the shop every day and he turns 10 hours for the shop every day, your profit is through the roof. 
roof. Yeah. So you much, are the golden so much goose more. compared. Margins to. are a lot different. Yeah. Woo. Well, and and I realized that because I, I, I told that boss that I was going to go to a different shop, a different Robertson Tire, and he called my bluff, you know, and was like, we'll do it. And so I went to the, the owner guy or whatever. One of He was one of the owners of Robertson Tire, and I went up to him and uh, went to his office, and I literally just told him. I didn't, you know, say I was getting paid bull crap, but I told him I was getting, I wasn't treated right. You felt like you're worth more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I just elaborated that to him, yeah. you know, and he's seen my, and honestly, he's seen my worth, and I had, at that time, I had four different good reviews in the past, I was like eight or nine months at Robertson Tire, me saying my name. And so, you know, he like, okay, we'll send you out to this place. And then I actually loved that shop mm-hmm. and I really liked it, but the, it closed down and we all had to move to another shop and where they had already had their mechanics and they had already, so I was again at the bottom, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I worked my way up there and then we all went to another shop. So a multi-store owner who has a store shut down by the sounds of it because of bad management, Right. Mm-hmm. displaces then a bunch of employees, right? And it's a multi-store owner, yet they can't afford to have a mentorship program in place or a, a laid-out plan for what somebody like Matt here, where they want to see him go. Well, it's like a lot, you know, you see those disconnected owners and such. Obviously, you had to go around or over yeah. the other guy to make sure that you were taken care of because then he, obviously, you went to the person that, eventually made the decision to get you the more money and the training or whatever. But, yeah. you know, they're so disconnected. They don't even know that they have a, a bad manager in there. I think things. they might be like, uh, um, what's, what's the, what's the word we're using? Um, absentee. Owners? Oh, absentee. Um, it's very possible. Right. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not trying to throw shade at absentee owners, but I think sometimes the owner of the business, Robertson tire, Mm-hmm. How often did you actually see that owner? I never met him, not once. Yeah, yeah. So that, and, that, and that's hard. You know, they're disconnected. They have no idea. They're yeah. just looking at numbers. Usually, at yeah. the end of the day, they're just looking at the P and Ls and the balance sheets yeah. and talking to the managers every now and again. Yeah. Well, and then the the boss gentleman that I talked to, he was a co owner of Robertson Tire. One of the co owners of Robertson Tire, and I literally had to like walk past like three people because I was in I, at that point I was enraged. You know, I'd done work for three years and got paid. I wasn't getting paid fourteen. I was getting paid twelve dollars an hour. Working, I wasn't getting off work until night. You and you're, know? are you in Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, I was in Oklahoma. Yeah, I wasn't work. I wasn't getting home until nighttime, man. And I, you know, I have children and stuff. And it, it just, I felt defeated. I was like, you know, I'm working. I'm literally working my butt off, dude. And I'm like getting paid nothing, you yeah. know. And I, I'm seeing our mechanics leave at like two o'clock, and you know they're done with their jobs, and I. I have like, and that's another thing, and picking up work for other mechanics and not getting that, not even getting that appreciation from it. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's it sucked. You know. Yes. So I have a question actually. Um, so there's always the in our world. So uh, if people at home don't know, I don't know Matt at all. Like I literally yeah. saw his TikToks, and yeah. So we're just now getting to know each other. So this is all new to me as well. Yeah. Um, but we here in the world that we're in, because we're, you know, involved in a lot of this and wanting to better the industry. And we always hear from owners that mechanics say that they're better than what they truly are. And so that is what I can guarantee you. Some owners are listening to this right now. They're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well he, he wasn't getting paid much because he wasn't as good as he thought he was. Oh yeah. What would you say? Like that? I, that's well, that's a good, great question, man. I mean, there are yeah. techs out there that I do think a lot of 
cases text think that they're better than what they are i mean i thought i was way better until i opened my shop and then but i was still not i mean i was a i was a machine at the dealership and i turned hours like crazy so i was really good at producing but i mean that as far as like my my technical skills and stuff were good and my mechanical skills but um in our world like it's always you know all well you know i deserve thirty dollars an hour but they're only producing you know 20 hours a week. Well, yeah, well, absolutely. And that's a good question. Um, and I didn't, I, I didn't ask to get paid like, you know, crazy. I just wanted the, the, a mechanic salary is all. Yeah. And, uh, I already knew, and there was no way and no chance that I'd, I would even try to go above another, a mechanic that's been there for years because that, you know, that takes that that's taken value from another mechanic and I would never do that. Um, so essentially, they were still just paying you as a tire as tech. A tire you tech. just wanted to be paid the same amount as the mechanic. As a mechanic, and yes. Because you, you were doing mechanical work. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Let me ask you. So you you talked about you you know you were doing hubs and uh, you were doing brakes then. Yeah. Doing- it was well. It was a lot of. I didn't realize, but you know, Oklahoma has terrible roads. So yeah. there's a lot of wheel bearings and studs that right. are replaced. Yeah. Way more than brakes and way more than uh you know like front end suspension. It was always wheel bearings. That so. Was, so this shop, did they if if a car came in towed in because it wouldn't start, would they take that on or were they kind no of, no no yeah yeah not at all. So suspension, brakes, tires, yeah, wheel bearings, and yeah, stuff. nothing like that. Um, we did so. I did the first timing chain uh, I had ever done was on our was on my own vehicle. So, and Which, that was what a, kind of vehicle was that? That was a Ford Edge. Oh. Yeah, and that was at Robertson Tire, and uh, you know I got. Man, dude, none of the other mechanics did none of that stuff. And I, you know, I did it and uh, they were like, man, that is incredible. So I got a lot of credi- to learn. credibility from them from that. Yeah. And, uh, but again, I, that was still in the time I was getting paid as a tire tech. So, I mean, I, I built that credibility. I built yeah. that value for myself. I, I yeah. showed my worth. It just, I was just taken for granted, right? You know what I mean. Yeah, you know, obviously you had a willingness to learn. Yeah, which oh, I was yeah. just going to say he had with. he he went and found himself a skill set that they weren't even interested in marketing, yeah, or utilizing or attracting that kind of customer or that mm-hmm. kind of work. And I can understand from a tire yeah. standpoint because the tires is about moving volume, right? Right. It is about the it it is about buying tires because I worked in a tire shop. It's about buying a lot of tires cheap, moving them really fast, in and out real quick. Yep. Right, minimal labor build to the ticket. Right, yeah. get that warranty onto the onto the tire package. Get yeah. the car looked at for things that we want to sell. If we see an oil leak, we cover our eyes. You know, if it's check engine, <laughs> yeah. we cover our eyes. If we have to boost it to bring it in. We cover our eyes. We just want four tires on that thing, and right. we want it to be able to go down the road straight and not wear the tires off. Absolutely. So you know, we don't want liability, and we want to be able to warranty them tires. Go ahead. So you 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 do something on your own car that's a pretty involved repair. Yeah. And the people, your senior people that are working around you are like, wow. Yeah. Did any of them at that point then go to bat for you and say, hey, Matt's worth a little bit more than uh, what they Two, actually, of them did. And well, one, his name was Zach, and he's still a good buddy of mine. And he, ever since I started, the first thing they had me do was a radiator. Mm-hmm. And they just sprung that on me. They're like, hey, we've, we're backed up. We've got a lady that needs a radiator replacement. Can you go do it? Yeah. And I was like, let's do it. So I went and did it. Um, and that very day, that very same day, Zach went to our boss and was like, hey, make him a mechanic. Let's make him a mechanic. We don't, cool. He's like, you know, we've got tire techs. He's, I'm, I was fast with tires, but it does. I had fun because I had good employees. 
but I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I wanted to be a mechanic and, uh, so he kind of like, you know, he, he was like edging me towards it and I secretively did stuff. You know, I did shocks for him, you know, back rear struts, stuff like that. So you're, you're at this point and I'm not trying to pry into your personal, What's your financial situation? Are you, you do you have a place of your own? Are you living at home? No, here's the deal. I when I moved up to Oklahoma, I lived with my wife's uh, parents. Okay. And at that time, I was living with my wife's parents, and we were trying to get our own house. Um, it was just literally impossible. Mm-hmm. Like it was not gonna, and es- and especially, you know, at that time I had two daughters, so especially it was, you know, I have children, I have mouths to feed, and. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was 20 some odd years old. I'm not trying to live with my girlfriend's, my wife's yeah. parents. So he's, he's a dad with two mouths to feed and a wife living in, in the in-laws basement. I lived like that. I lived at my in-laws place for quite a while at $14 an hour trying to. Yeah. I mean, but it's really cool. Like the best part of that story is your friend, Zach, like mm-hmm. yeah. going to bat for you. Like how many times do we have to say it? Like rising tides raise all ships. And yeah. normally like in the previous experiences I've had, the cultures have been extremely toxic. Yeah. And yeah. No one's going to bat for anybody. Yeah. You're my and competition, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, I absolutely, don't want to help you. Like, you. like, you know, oh, I found a shortcut to this. You don't get to know what it is absolutely. because I figured it out. Like that's, that's not what we need, right? Like you yeah. need someone like a Zach to help sure. and go to bat with you Absolutely. because then yeah. you know you guys can work together and not only work together but it it's better for the shop because productivity goes up culture's better people are happier yeah you and you're want th- to come driving each other yeah you know? everybody's everybody's you know like friends you spend more time with the people you work with than yep. your family so yeah and that's and that goes to when we got sent to that second shop where there was already mechanics it was man it was literally war like, and I didn't yeah. understand. I was we like, we can, like. yeah, if we all work together, we, there's plenty of vehicles to work on guys. Yeah. It's like, if we all work together, you know, we can all be happy in this, but it was always about like, or it was all about at that location, you know, I'm better than you. You're better than me. Even though I don't even know your freaking name. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, and, uh, yeah. It's how, how were they paid? Were you guys paid on just everybody got an hourly wage or was there some kind of production bonus? Was there flat rate i think probably wasn't so i got told for three years that we were gonna get christmas checks dude three uh, years i've and heard that before yeah i've and, heard that before and it wasn't just from an employee you know some some odd guy saying hey man we're getting christmas bonuses this is literally like talk to from our yeah. boss you know like yeah. uh and so and, the, and you expect that stuff wouldn't be told if that you, you keep, expect it if you keep it up guys you're gonna get a christmas bonus. boom that's exactly what it is and then it's yeah. like no bonus in that I guess we didn't keep it up. Yeah. You know, which nobody told you what it was, the the goal that you had to hit to get this. No, yeah. no. Right? We just got to keep the productivity going and, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep it, keep it running smooth. So everybody's hourly. Yeah. Well, our mechanic, the, we had Zach, he was a really good mechanic. He got paid a little bit different because he actually got taken from another shop to get there. Mm. So I understood, you know, and again, if I, I can see, you know, any mechanic can watch a mechanic and see, you know, if not really what is what he's worth, but how he works, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, you can kind of feel out a sense if, like, he's, like, serious about it or if he's just trying to get through the day. And uh, Yeah, for sure. I took it, you know, I took it extremely serious in Zach's scene. I mean, I went to I went to um, college for this, you know what I mean? And this yeah. is all out of my own money. My, my I would work all day long and without seeing my kids for, like, six months, basically. I would work all day and I would go straight to school. 
And I would get out of school at freaking 11 o'clock, go right back to work at 6, and, you know, it was just a repetitive process. And then again, you know, the company I worked for knew that I was going to school, and, and I was trying to show in any which way I could, like, here I am, this is my value, yeah. like, and I had no intentions to leave, you know. Um, it was kind of just one thing after another, and then I was like, you know, this just... I realized, you know, if I wanted to be treated the way I wanted to be treated, I was going to have to do it myself. You so, know? because you had a you had a manager come to you and and he called your bluff. You said, yeah, you oh, came yeah. in and said, I'm going to, you know, you leave. And he you said he said, go ahead then. Yeah, well, I talked to a uh, a different a different. He was a tire tech, but I talked to a different guy at another shop, and he was like, "Man, we're hurting for mechanics. We've got one mechanic. He's just he's just lousy. You know, he's just he's lazy with his work, and uh, so." That just stewed that idea. Like, I was like, hey, what if I go to another shop? Would I get paid like a mechanic because they need a mechanic? And, uh, I mean, we needed a mechanic at the shop I was at. We just didn't. I wasn't getting paid like I should. Right. And, uh, again, I wouldn't make a big fuss about it. But when I'm having to ask my dad for money, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. It's well, I mean, like, how long ago was this? Do you know, like, uh, time-wise? That's probably about six years ago, I Okay, so say. even six years ago, shops are... You know, obviously looking for techs and like yeah. it now, but, but they're paying fourteen dollars an hour. Yeah, I wonder yeah. why they're looking for techs. Absolutely, and then you see, yeah, and then you see your manager. You know what I mean? Just the thing is, is like the mass majority of shops would kill for a tech like you, someone that is willing to learn, is yeah. reliable to learn, is going to college to learn. You know, to to advance your skill set. Like that's what I did as well. I mean, I went to a tech school and I I wanted to learn and better myself. I went to tech community college as well, in addition to going to UTI. So I I'm constantly wanting to learn as well as you. Right. Now that we've talked, I've I've learned a lot more about you in the last day and a half. And shops are desperate for someone like that. Yep. Desperate. And yep. like like Rick White said yesterday, if if just like you were saying the other tech was talking about them needing a mechanic if you think that other shops aren't marketing to your current techs, you're lying to yourself. Oh, it's not even... If, even if it's not the shop, it's techs from the other shop, which is still the other shop. Yeah. And so if you think that someone's not marketing for your current techs, you are absolutely lying to yourself. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Oh. I don't even have any techs. <laughs> because <laughs> guess what? Those shops are marketing to me, trying to bring me back to their shops right. and close my shop down. It, it's 100%. It's, it's a situation of... You know, it's one thing to have a resume sitting out there on, on Indeed or something like that. But, I mean, we all start to, especially in a small town, you start to get to know either oh, yeah. either through the parts vendors, the tool vendors, or you just start to get to know. If you happen to go to a training event, you got to meet some techs around here, and you're like, if they come in and they're happy and they're bragging about where they're working and they're bragging about how they're being treated, oh, yeah. that's not even marketing. Yeah, That's just like <laughs> yeah. the, the best cultures obviously come about. We yeah. know who they are, right? So... When we when we talk about, you know, poaching, some people are really easy to poach if you let it. If you let your place get to a point where it is, that's not poaching anymore. That is somebody getting an opportunity that you're not giving them. Yeah. And when we start them a, to say a better opportunity. That's yeah. right. You know, this shop's poaching. They're not poaching. We don't own we don't belong to anybody. We're not hired help. Right, you are a free-willed person. Absolutely, to work wherever you want to work, whenever you want to work, and it's always this—the right thing to do is to be vocal and communicate with your current employer about this is how I feel. Yeah, right. I feel like you're not giving Absolutely, me an opportunity. Yeah. I feel like you're not, you know, I feel like I'm not compensated. I feel like I'm not valued. And if you go to them and you say that, 
Super Mario, you ain't all that special. Yeah. They're telling you, you've maxed out here. You are at the pinnacle of what we see you. And right. it won't matter how many timing chains you do in a Ford Edge. We have, you fit this role, and that's where we're going to keep you. Right. So if, if somebody's telling you that, roll that box Absolutely, in yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, and, and I was, like, completely... Um, I was more upset than anything, but I was I was extremely open and vulnerable mm-hmm. when I was talking to him about it. You know, I was like, "This is a lot of time," and, de- and I didn't even bother until after I felt that credibility. After until after I had a diploma and everything, um, and reached out and got a negative response, I it was mind blowing because I was like, "Dude, do you realize the hours that I had put into this? Do you realize?" And it's not about it's not like. At that point, it wasn't even really about the money anymore. It was like, do you not see what I'm doing? Do you not, like, what what's going on at the front counter where you can't visualize what we're doing back here and what, especially what I'm, like, going through to, to be where I'm at right, right now? Right, So you left that place. Well, it was funny that you mentioned poaching because when I got to that second shop, I'd worked there for, like, three months, man, and... uh I talked to another. I talked to another person who owned a, who was a, mecha- a diesel mechanic at a uh, construction company that my wife's cousin owned, and so I was like, "Oh, you know, wonder what this is like." I was like, "I oh, wonder what this is like," and uh, so I messaged him and I was like, "Hey, you know, see you're looking for a mechanic. I seen it on Facebook. I was like, I seen you're looking for a mechanic," and uh, I was like, "I don't. I've never worked on a diesel in my life." Um, See, we didn't take diesels at Robertson or nothing. I was like, I never worked on a diesel, but I'd be more than happy to learn. And so he he came to Robertson Tire and interviewed me in the back. And uh, I you know, I was just open, fully open. And he out of and this guy and I owe him praise too. His name was Dustin and Dustin Smith. And he seen that I wanted to learn mm-hmm. and knew that um, at that moment I was naive about it diesels about 24 volt systems and stuff like that and uh he was prepared for that you know what i mean so when he hired me he walked me through everything and trained me he taught me how to weld he, i mean he taught me how to do heat up metal and you know pull cylinders out stuff like that um i did my first uh full engine it was a, on a tractor actually but a full wow. engine swap cool with him and yeah. uh you know he taught me a lot and it was only him and i you know what i mean yeah. as mechanics yeah. and uh it was a construction company, so their majority was the concrete that they did and what they laid. Um, you know, we worked on their fleet trucks and all the equipment and stuff like that, but we were kind of not really a necessity, you know what I mean, to them. And him and I both seen that, but um, I didn't get I didn't I didn't get paid terrible at that place, but I just like grew from there, you know. Yeah. I and I did a lot of service calls at that loca- at that job. I you know go put on freaking whole uh uh belts on a freaking skid steer that fall yeah. off tracks yeah. on a skid steer and you know cylinders that are just busting with hydraulic fluid and then um here's the deal i was like i'm gonna go to uh, i'm gonna go to diesel yeah okay i'm gonna go to community college for diesel now and this is what i thought and so i did you know i and i got my diploma from that but this is the kicker. When I was at, um, when I was taking classes at OTC, they were like, hey, we'll help pay for some of your tuition if you want to teach some of these classes at Napa. It's these 
better car care classes on just how to take care of your vehicle, how to check oil, your fluids and stuff like that. Right. And uh, I was like, dude, let's do it. Sure. And uh, so I'm not going to lie. I was nervous. I mean, I, I looked young, you know what I mean? And I'm talking to people that are older than me. Who's going to, li- you know what I mean? Who's going to literally listen to me? But they, they, they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? They liked the information. They, they weren't like belittling me because my age, I spoke, you know, how I should speak and I was being proper and professional and they appreciated that. And then from a couple of people, Hey, well, my vehicle's actually messing up. You think you can run out and check on it? And I was like, you know, being a pal, sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, you reached out to me, I'll do it. And then that came from, I started doing side jobs like that. And I found right. myself like calling to work and cause I was getting more side job business mm-hmm. than, you know, and like I said, I wasn't really a necessity there. So they, they would let me just call in, you know what I mean? And yeah. be like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. And well, so, that's the thing. We see that a lot too. Like if someone's not making enough money and they're making more doing side work, well, yeah. of course, yeah. what are they going to do? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. So like that's, we constantly say that. Like uh, my goal is to pay my mechanics when I get to that point so much money. They don't want to do side work. Yeah. All oh, they yeah. want to do is just go home and spend time with their families For or sure. whatever they want to do. Yeah. But so, um, so you, is that kind of how you started building your clientele for, yeah. for the mobile thing? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, well, and then I was doing a turbo on a, one of our fleet trucks, one of our, one of our drivers, he's, he's well known for being, uh, uh, numbskull is the best way I can put it. Well, he's a driver. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, he's, he's in a 2,500 and he's got, you know, a backhoe on the back with two buckets uh, and I think, you know, I think he had like 20 gallons of water in the bed of the truck and was about to go power wash all this stuff. And he's on the highway, puts his stuff on cruise control, pulling all that crap, blows a turbo. So I'm on the side of the road p- doing a turbo now. Okay. And, uh, our, our concrete foreman knows nothing about mechanics, whips in, slams on his brakes in front of me. Um, and he's like, Hey, this truck got serviced last month, and now it's got a blown turbo. What's the deal? And uh, I was like, "Well, it's got a blown turbo because your driver's, you know, yeah. don't know how to drive." And he was like, "Oh, are you sure?" And I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" I was like, "What's going on?" And so, I actually, I was like, "You know what, my good man?" I was like, "I'm not gonna, <laughs> I don't want to work. I'm not gonna work for you anymore." I was like, "Cause uh, you know, this just isn't for me." And so. I didn't, but I didn't want to leave because Dustin was so good to me, but he was already, he had his own plans and he was already on his way out the door. So, um, I didn't, you know, I did talk to him. I was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I love you to death, man. But I got, you know, I got to move on. This isn't cause, and that wasn't just an everyday thing. You know, that wasn't the first argument I got in with that guy. Right. Um, you know, we've gotten a few arguments and it's just, it's just the, it's just the, Unappreciation. I was like, dude, I get you're a foreman and you get what you get. Uh, drive a fancy truck that has the company's logo on it, and I get that you got a nice little coffee mug you walk around with, but you ain't got to talk to me like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm surprised at you. I was gonna ask you because you seem like a really laid back person. Um, because like we had talked about, like I made that video and got yeah. several hate comments from people, yeah. like saying that you know. I was trying to be, I don't know, belittling to you or something. No, like that. That's yeah. why I messaged you right away. And I was like, hey, because if people don't know, like on TikTok, if you're not friends, trying to send messages can be yeah. quite, oh, they don't quite annoying. So, Dude, people that I messaged like months ago on TikTok finally responded to me because yeah. they're after your, you pushing my platform. 
they actually answer me back. Yeah. Now. They're like, oh, look, there's been an inbox in that from that guy, yeah. the jaded mm-hmm. idiot, for two months now. And that's what happens because yeah. if they don't follow you and you don't follow them, yeah. it's a pain to get through. So as soon as I saw you follow me, yeah. I was like, I, I messaged you right away and I was like, hey, like I'm at absolutely zero disrespect. And yeah. you took it, nothing like that. Yeah. yeah. But like no. we had talked about, and you absolutely. even got, you said you got messages too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I got some. Yeah. <laughs> They're just, but I didn't, I seen the video and I didn't see, I could see how people, because you just said you need training, I could see how people would stop it there yeah. and be yeah. like, what a meanie. But I, when I seen the video, I, I got so excited and I was like, I already knew I needed training. Every uh, every owner that has problems and like runs through issues and troubles knows that they need to critique those and get better at them. Training. Uh, I and, would uh, I would say they don't know that, but they do. We all need training. Yeah, I mean, they, I still constantly need training, and that I had recorded that video like multiple times. Like, yeah. So they all trying to change my wording. Right. They like, have all heard that they need training, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'm going to interject and say most don't know they need training yeah, yeah. there's a big most difference. people are not as open as yeah. you have been to it right, right. Like, very- I, I can tell you that 100 percent. like um just trying to help people most of the time they want help but they don't take it ego, oh, yeah. ego is an obstacle yeah okay and you want to be a receptive vessel which means that I want to be able to easily pour into you the things that I want to offer to you right if you cannot take that because you pride, uh, emotions. Nobody's saying you shouldn't be offended. Nobody's saying you shouldn't be hurt. That's a that's a human thing. Right. But you got to put that to the side for a minute and take the 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 knowledge and the and the and the gifts that he's giving to you. Oh, Anyone's yeah. giving to us because if I hadn't, oh man, I wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. I would not be sitting here if the people that have put me on this point hadn't said to me. Shut up. Right. Listen for a minute and don't get keep your emotions in check. I wouldn't be sitting here with you now. Right. Right? So it, it's I've been bragging about Chris for three weeks now to everybody. Oh yeah. Because it is such a it's such a cool thing, you know, what he did. And it really I, and is mind blowing. He is better than me at it because like I still the way I can be too often is that I would be like, this guy is a write off. There is no point in giving him any kind of training because he is, he's will he even get it, you know, because when you put yourself out there on social media, sometimes people look at it and the, the confidence that you have to have is there's no way he's ever going to hear what I'm trying to say because he's already like, no, I have a platform. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Look at what are you doing from social? My social yeah. following is way higher than it's got nothing to do with that. Right. Right. He's trying to teach you that it's not about follows and likes. It's about how to make your business better. Absolutely, man. Yeah. This has been, a, honestly, this entire event's just been life-changing. Yeah. Like, it's literally been life-changing from not even before the class, man. Just yeah. sitting in lunch the first day and listening to the seminars. I was like, it was almost something that you like you couldn't draw away from. You had to, like, listen to it. And it was like, and it, it puts everything into a whole new perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always had the problem with, like, having a customer that gives me some sort of story, um, you know, and all mechanics get those stories, but me working straightforward with an individual, I get them a lot. And I, you know, I have a huge heart and I feel sympathy, but at the end of the day, I, you know, I have three, I have three daughters, you know, and they're all expecting, you know, me to bring home food. And so it's, you know, I got to put a roof over their head and stuff. And as, as much as I help, as much as I want to, I wouldn't, I, I physically wouldn't be able to like perform and keep going on. Um, you know, 
at that rate, I would have to uh, change it up. And some, and that's where, you know, you got some crap mechanics that pay $75 for a tune-up, you know, or something. And uh, they're like, well, this guy's paying 75 but they're not knowing that this guy's going to slap on one of the, like, break some stuff, slap on the old coils, not going to clean nothing up. Stuff's kind of probably going to be unplugged. And that's why we get so, sometimes when we say to you, because... You got to remember, like you just mentioned, that that one mechanic is going to do things one way, and then the the better mechanic is going to do things the right, right way. Right? Yeah. We're trying. It's too often when we see somebody in a situation from social media, and that's the devil of it, is that we make too many snap judgments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Very. And we and yes. we and we think, and it's like, oftentimes, unfortunately, the guy that you're trying to be not is who often is the one that's out there pushing their platform so hard yeah you know what i mean so it's like so when we see that and then we say to them they need training it isn't just about because the fact that you're doing it for so cheap is what's devaluing the people that you are trying to be you understand what i mean absolutely the technician level that you want to become if we keep enabling the cheap you never we don't get the most of us to that level. Right. There's too many options for the customers out there to find the cheap. Right. So we're trying to eliminate the cheap, whatever that may be. And, it, you know, that's a whole other thing. We can go on. Right. And what's, what's cheap for you is cheap for them. And, you know, your customer, my customer, not your customer. Right. But I said to you last night is, you know, the number one priority is to go home at the end of the day and be able to provide for the family. Right. You know, I, I everybody that knows me, too many years of being the way I am, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for that customer. Right? Yeah. Their their story and their problem is their story and their problem. Absolutely. You've yeah. walked the path that you've walked. You've got the scars to prove it. It's just business. Right. You need to charge what you need to charge, right? He needs to charge what he needs to charge because he wants to provide a lifestyle right. for himself and his family. That person that you're servicing makes their own choices on the lifestyle they want to have. Right. We're not here to discuss lifestyles. You need something done. I'm your person to do it. Right. This is what it costs. That's as far as it has to go. And Absolutely. I'm, and I'm the best option you have. That, But oftentimes, like we talked about, we devalue ourselves and we undervalue what we offer. Yeah. And we are, as I will continue to say, one of the most giving and generous industries out there. Yeah. And we want to fix everything. Yep. But we can't fix everything and we cannot be the hero all the time. And so what I I think I mentioned this yesterday is we end up discounting everything and continually discounting and help out our clients, but then in putting ourselves in a worse situation right? because we do have huge hearts and we do want to help people. And I tell other shop owners and techs all the time, I'm like, absolutely help people, but help them from your profits. Stop discounting your work because you're worth it. All the time, all the knowledge, all of the schooling you took, all of your experience, all of that took time, took effort. Now you have equipment and overhead and your cost of everything of doing business, that costs money. And then you have a wife at home, three kids. So, you know, when you have all of those costs, that is a certain amount that you need to make so you can be home because nobody wants to work 24 7 i've been there we we've had that conversation too we've had a lot of conversations since you got here but you know that's was me in the beginning of the business working 12 14 hour days working saturdays you know uh neglecting my family that's nobody wants that like in our minds we're like we're just on the grind we're trying to provide for our families and we don't realize every time that we discount a service to a client um 
you know, we're taking money out of basically our children's mouths, uh, that food out of their mouths. And that's why I made that video because yeah. I knew exactly what that situation was because guess what? I've been in that situation right. time and time yeah. and time again. And, and I did the that. same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know what I didn't know. And that's why this event changed my life mm-hmm. and changed the trajectory of my business and my family. And so that's why, like we had talked about, and I was like, you know, I, I literally thought about it for days. And I'm yeah. like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. I, and I then, can make another video and, and another he video. Didn't, he didn't fill us in that that's what he was going to do. <laughs> he, just, he just went and did it. <laughs> right? Like, you didn't, you didn't need us to push and say, you didn't come to us and say, I'm thinking about doing this. It was just one minute he said it, and then the next minute he's reaching out to you saying, I'm going to send you the ASTE. Yeah. And we're all looking at it going, wow. Because we talk with some people, you know, that are involved in some pretty big operations, some pretty big shops. And and they see the video and they don't do anything. And Chris is not a big operation. Chris is relatively new in his, in his, in his business. You know, they're not struggling, but they, they have, aspirations of what they want to do yeah. and it's all going to take money but him out of his heart and his faith sees you and said i need to grab this person and bring them along with me yeah i need to do for them what somebody did for me and man so i'll never stop bragging about that because there are so many people that had more means to be able to do what he did and they don't they just oh, continue to complain and bitch and say the industry needs to change People need to do more. You need more training. Training's friggin' expensive. Yeah, it's, you know? it's not cheap. A shout out to David Hall. He, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. we, we yeah. can't forget about David. He, no. he reached. I mean, I put that video out there, and that's what I told him. I put that video out there. I think that specific video got a hundred thousand views, at least, if not more. Now I haven't checked. Plus the other channels. Plus you posted it and yeah. shared it. Yeah. And I put the invitation out there. I said, any other owners that are interested in helping, I'm, you know, I will, yeah, we'll pay for this guy's entire trip. Yeah. And, uh, which I wanted some skin in the game. Like I wanted, Mm -hmm. because I feel like if you have some skin in the game, you take it more seriously. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but I wanted to be able to cover the mass majority of your cost. And David was the only one who reached out to me. And I'm not saying like those other people that didn't reach out to me are bad people, but again, we have to put our money where our mouth is. That's what I said in the video. Absolutely. Because I can say that you, you need training because I needed training. That's what I was, my, my point of that video was i needed the training i was in your spot and so i literally pictured myself in that position knowing how i handled the situation very similarly to you did that you did i needed to know how to handle a situation like that for sure yeah because unless you absolutely get taught by somebody that can train you and like what do i do like if they don't show you a different way and if you're never willing to learn it, then you're going to continue to do the same thing and the same thing right. and the same thing. And so that's what helped it for me. So I'm like, well, well, and you touched all that in the video and then, and that's why like there was none of it that I felt um, like as disrespect or anything. I literally, when I, when I personally watched it, I was like, like, it was like, I almost like, like lost my breath. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, okay, here's a, here's a guy who, literally see me and I, in that video, in that clip, I, I was struggling because I was like, dude, I'm doing all this work and you're, and you're trying to pay me less money, man. Mm -hmm. I was like, are you serious? And, uh, 
you know, instead of saying all the things I wanted to say, uh, I was just like, yeah, sure. You know? And, mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, and I did, I was like, you know, but I do warranty on my work and stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I, I value what I do and I'm not just going to leave here and be like, sayonara, sayonara. And, uh, and you touched base on all of that. And so any person that like messaged me or commented, I was like, did you know, you can literally look at the comments. I was like, do you literally not watch the full video? No, cause, cause they don't. They yeah, don't. I was like, because he says this was him, this was me. I needed training, and now I'm doing better. You know. Yeah. And you and David are both shop owners, so it's not like, you know, you're, you got thousands of dollars in the bank, and you're just <laughs> willing to throw money left and right. This is like, this is money that you could, I'm sure, use for stuff. And you, you've seen value in me, and and man, I've been trying to like produce that value to show. Um, which yeah. is why I started social media. You know, I wanted people to see this is me. I'm genuine. Um, this is how I do work. I won't screw you over. I'm a good guy. Um, I'm a, but I'm also human. So, you know, mistakes will be made, but I will correct them. Yeah. I'll fix them for you. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's why it's important. Like I was saying to you last night, we need to build a little more profit into every job that you do now. Yeah. Okay. So that you can build the profit into the, each job that you do. Absolutely. So however you decide your pricing is going to be, add whatever you want to it. To understand that I want you, like I said last night, if if a customer calls you up and you get there and they immediately start to haggle, I want you to have that cushion and that buffer to be able to say, I'm going to get back in my truck then and I'm going to go on to the next appointment. Right. Or I'm going to go home early and I'm going to play with my daughters. Right. Right? And that way, when that person calls you the next day because you made the drive, yes, are you down some money by making your travel time? Yes, you are, unfortunately. But when that person calls you that next day, you say, I can't come right now. Right. Well, when can you come? I'm not really sure. I said, and then you say, I spent X amount of dollars to travel out there for you to try and haggle with me. I have a no haggle policy, which means unfortunately I can't come back now until I get that money covered plus the initial price that we quoted. And I guarantee you more people will say, okay, when can you come? Then the people that continue to argue and if people continue to argue, say, I'm not about arguing. Yeah. You know, I have to do what I have to do and charge what I have to charge to provide for my business and for my family. Right. And, and I'm sorry that you don't see the value in, the, in that. And I wish you all the best in whoever you find to service your vehicle. Because they will. The they home. will find the value, right? Yes. Like, like we talked about, like they're going to call other people and they're not going to show up no. because yeah. when you even mentioned that, like yeah. a lot of those people that like, you're the only one that actually showed up or like the guy that you went back and fixed yeah. the car because you actually came back and showed him your true character. Yeah. Like, Hey, I made a mistake. I'm going to fix this yeah. and take care of it. And he was happy to give you that extra money. Yeah. Those are the type of people you're looking for. The people that they talked about it in the classes, like the, the person that complains at 500 bucks is going to complain at 300 bucks. That's yeah. right. The person that complained at 300 bucks is going to complain at 200. They're going to complain at 100. They're going to complain at a thousand. They're going to complain at every price yep. because that's all they care about. Yep. And I don't know how many times I can say this, but you're worth more. And that's to everybody. We that's are you, absolutely. me, we're worth more. And we that's all worth more. And that's a big issue we have. It's yeah. hard for us to realize that. And I so, don't understand why, but we are, we're worth more. Figure out how to build that buffer in. Yeah. Right? So, and it's not about having cash in the bank. I'm talking about figure out how to build that buffer in so that you 
because you already have the confidence. Mm. So now, but I, I want you to really have the confidence because it's like, I don't need every car. That yeah. needs to be emblazed on every shop owner. Yeah, not yeah. every customer is your customer. Right. And I don't need every car. And, and profit's not a dirty word. Yeah. No. And, and the, uh, something I've, I've noticed from being a shop owner is like, I'll, you know, if I take on a job that in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm getting haggled with on prices anyway. I'm like, man, I probably shouldn't take this job. And then I'm missing calls from potential people that genuinely want their car fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, I know everybody knows that car issues are, they suck when you have oh, car problems, yeah. but there's like a right way and a wrong way. I've, and I've posted 17 videos in total going back after somebody else. In one particular situation, one lady had her whole wheel fly off and that was from another mechanic. And, uh, you know, that did a way cheaper price on some front brakes. Mm -hmm. And so and that's the that's the stuff you run into like mm -hmm. and you could see i posted a video about torquing lug nuts you yeah. know i i put a just a ratchet on there and was tightening it and i did a little no no finger and then i put a torque wrench on it just to show everybody and i had dozens of people well i just zip it up i just zip mm -hmm. it up I, yeah i get those and, a lot yeah you think in your oh, mind do you ever that hate on the tools that you have <laughs> what are you doing with that red tool what a yeah. piece of junk <laughs> Well, then there's these vehicles, and I mean, everybody's seen it. You're driving 70 down the road, and then zoom, zoom, zoom. Mm -hmm. People are just flying past you. What's going to happen? One of those wheels fly off, dude. Now you're going to have fatalities. You're going to be so. You you bring up a very good point because that's why sometimes it's people need to be operating with insurance. Yeah, right. Absolutely. To insurance, kind of and and the one thing most people look past because they think it's never going to happen to them is the liability of yeah. something of that absolutely. nature. Like I post the process of torquing down wheels on my social media. Every time I post that, someone tells me that's way unnecessary. Yeah, because oh, it's yeah. a long process. But when you're the owner, and all the liability falls onto you, absolutely, it's different, and you start to realize why, and it why it's important. Well, and then the moment you start cutting corners like that anyways, that's the time you start becoming a crap mechanic. When you think there's an easier way of doing it like so that. So here's, here's a lesson to take from this. We're kind of give a shout out to another creator. Royalty Auto Service. Did you happen to see their process when wheels go on? Yes. So Royalty Auto Service is a channel that's on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. But their process is, and Royal is in Florida, and it's got a very established, well-known shop. Their process is, is when somebody comes over and puts wheels on a car, the wheels go down. So he went through a long video. It was on YouTube about two weeks ago. But how? what's the process with a torque wrench versus an impact gun versus a torque stick versus not? But the, the, the key thing to take away from how royalty does it is once the wheels are on the ground and torqued, somebody says, torque, and somebody comes over with another torque wrench and then proceeds to torque all the wheels again. And then the car gets quality controlled, test drive, and then it gets torqued again by a different person. So that three different people have torqued the wheels on that vehicle. Absolutely. You want to talk about liability and protection yourself and royalty, Royal's royalty. It's called royalty because his first name is Royal. Royal said, I can't remember the last time we've ever had a wheel come off or come back loose. Well, right. and that's what I, like I was discussing this with a, a follower not too long ago and he was just asking me about the process and I explained to him and he was like, well, that just takes a lot of time. I said, yeah, but a wheel falling off the car takes even longer. Sure. Yeah. And I said, that customer is going to be ticked. Yeah. And I said, guess what? They're not just going to be ticked at me, but they're going to start telling everybody else online. Oh, like, yeah. Are yeah. we perfect? No. No. Like, we're going to make mistakes. But I've the, made them. the most amount of mistakes you can alleviate, the better. And so that's why that kind of stuff matters. Yeah. 
And um, I, that's great. Like that's the kind of stuff that I love seeing on social media is like people need to see the professional side yes. of the industry. They, yes. they, they well, need to see that we are professional. And the title of that video that I posted, it was 33,000 accidents per year are happening for just tire related issues. Wow. And so that was the title. And so um, it was like, I wanted everybody to realize, you know what I mean? Because I've seen it like five or six times at Robertson Tire, and that's a, you know that's a, a place where it's supposed to get torqued twice, yeah. and uh, you know they don't, you know what I mean. And so unless you're like unless you're really a genuine good mechanic, it, they don't, you know what mm. I mean? Because there's going to be no micromanaged shop that's going to be able to watch all the mechanics and do that stuff and all the tire techs. So and, that's that's another reason why when somebody asks you, why do you cost more? Because it's not. Just why do you cost what you cost? But if you're constantly getting hit with why do you cost more, you have to think about more. I want you to think about more because I want you to start charging more. Not just about more than what you already charge. Think about the, the end goal, like him. His door rate is higher, he's a Honda specialist, than his local Honda dealer. I want you to think about more. That is the goal for you, Matt, is to yeah. think how do I charge more? Because then it's a situation of I have the the justification and the reasons when somebody asked me why I charge more for that very reason. Absolutely. I'm trying to avoid being one of the statistics of 330,000 tire related accidents that happen every year. I'm doing it because your life is worth, you know, even if I don't like the customer, yeah, I don't want that car to crash into something Absolutely. that could have your daughter in it. Absolutely. You know? So think about more, right? It's not right. about doing more hours or more jobs. It's about, ELR, yeah, effective labor rate, right? It's about uh, ARO, you know, right. average repair order. That's what you got to think about. Even though you're mobile, right? You got to think about the time that I got to travel to that is worth something. And I'm going to get paid for it. Absolutely. The, the wear and tear of my vehicle. You posted a video. I remember you were saying I saw it. Your own truck, the starter went out on it. Yeah. Right. Did you go? Nobody haggled with you. No. Nope. You just went down <laughs> to the parts. You just went down to the parts store. Yeah, I walked like four miles, man. Walked four miles because no wow. other way to get there, right? No. So walks down four miles. You go in and you buy your starter. At you didn't haggle the price, right? You have an account. You just yeah. pay the pay the amount that you need to pay to get yeah. it. Walk back, right? Right. Put the starter in. At no point did you think about haggling, right? Right, because of your situation, right? So don't allow people to come into your situation and dictate what their situation should, should right. be your cost, your value. It's, there's no room for that. There's right. no place for it. It doesn't. Why it keeps coming into conversations is irrelevant. I don't care why your starter failed, right? <laughs> right. I don't care. Yeah. This is now me talking to your customer. It's just business. It's just a situation of I have to charge you this amount to put your starter in. Absolutely. You know, it's not that I don't feel for you and the fact that I'm sympathetic to maybe you missed a shift. Right. But let's be real. Sometimes starters give us some warning, and if we just turn the radio up, keep uh, hoping yeah. <laughs> that it's going to fix itself. Well, I mentioned in that video, she was giving me some signs, yeah. and I was just like, well, I'll just push her a little bit. Uh, so. See, there's a very, you know. Yeah. I, I always wonder, I wonder if Apple cares that their iPhone, the new one, is $1,500. And right. that they're making profit off of that. No. Right. You don't ever see people going online like, oh, I just had to pay $1,500 for this phone. No, they're posting it. Oh, I got this new sweet Absolutely. iPhone. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Blah, blah, blah. Now, granted, <laughs> granted, obviously, it is a different 
idea because people don't like spending money on their vehicle, but that's where the training comes in and you start to understand and better to show your value of why you're worth what you're worth and be able to elaborate it even a little bit you know so a customer can understand 100 but you also have to know your numbers Mm -hmm. i'll preach that till the day i die you got to know your numbers in the business because if you don't know your numbers you don't know what to charge you don't know what you need to make you don't know what you need to bring home and you as the owner need to make profit and more more than four to five percent owners more than four to five percent because that's the average yeah yeah Chris and I were talking before you got here, and I was asking him, I said, what kind of courses have you taken? Because what we hoped for you is that you got at least a good mix of both the business and the technical courses. Yeah. So when you're here at AST, can you kind of give us a rundown on what you took? Okay, so the first class I took was the trust and, uh, and currency. And that was, man, that was an, an extremely eye-opening class. So That's Cecil? Yeah. Uh, Rick, no, it was Rick, Rick White. White. Oh, Rick White. Yes, Rick trust White. is your real yeah. currency. Yeah. It was a good class. Yeah, see, I listened to Cecil um, when I first got here in the seminar, and okay. he touched base on some really, really, and like the 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 doctor topic. You wouldn't pay. You yeah. wouldn't. You know, if you go into a doctor and then you pay mm-hmm. uh, because you're having a problem, he. You pay the doctor fee, you pay the prescription fee, doesn't work, you go back to the doctor, pay the doctor, pay another prescription fee, you know, and that's, and he said, that's why it's called practicing medicine, because they're allowed to do that. With mechanics, you know, you make, you, you're not allowed to practice, you know what I mean? They come unglued if you make a mistake, because they expect you to be perfect, but they don't expect the doctor that they're paying thousands and thousands of dollars. Absolutely quite interesting and then you become so stupid if you make a mistake Mm -hmm. you know what i mean all of a sudden all your credibility is just like and so and then you took so you took that class what's your next class okay and then so this morning i took an uh ceo and recruiting class and so that class so that class is was has really beneficial to me because i didn't know i had so when i started my business i obviously had a website a domain i started my google page um and through Facebook and Instagram, I was doing all my marketing and uh, I kind of just like fell off the burner with Google. I, and and I did notice a trend in like customers that I was getting. There were more, I, all the customers I was getting now is just from the reels that I was making and stuff like that. Instead of um, people that genuinely needed car car work done, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and Googled mm-hmm. repair shops. And so someone went onto my Google page and took my, put their number as the own the shop owner. So whenever someone would call off of my page, it would go to there. And as ingenious as that is, I had no idea that that was happening until that class. He was like, well, let me see what you got. And uh, I was like, well, it says I'm not an owner of it anymore. Them dirty buggers. Yeah, Isn't that man. Crazy? Right? Well, and I, I told him like that alone, like my goal for him, like we, we talked about, it, I said, I, I, I hope that you just take two or three things home with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's hard. It's a lot of information yeah. to come to this. And if you can at least take two or three things home, like that's a lot in itself. But I was like that alone right there, like somebody else is getting your yeah. freaking calls from Google yeah. because some worthless loser at home has nothing better to do and what would happen man they go like let's say you know they do a crap job yeah and like, i'm getting the review on a job i didn't even do so but the good news is i did call that number and it was inactive oh, okay. so i was like at least now it looks like i'm a lazy owner instead of a terrible <laughs> one you know what i mean <laughs> so now people is not like i like it. him eh? he's got a bright side he does um so any technical training you took while you're here? So I'm actually going to do a boot camp uh, training class after this. 
uh, I forgot the entire word for it, but it's it's a business owning and, and boot camp training learning process. And so, anything on technical car repair? I there wasn't no classes that I took this year on technical car repair, but I I do plan to make it to Vision, um, okay. in which I do plan on making. Yeah, that's answer. close to him. It's only four hours. It's only four right. hours from me. Right. I didn't realize it was so close. Yeah, like, so oh. I plan on going there, and I wanted to. Um, I didn't only want to take you know technical classes, uh, but I also wanted to take some diagnostic classes as well. Okay. So that was going to segue into my. I want you to. Th- Think about this, okay? You're in Oklahoma. Yeah. Keith Wer- Keith Perkins with L1 Automotive or L1 Diagnostics. Yeah. He's in Oklahoma. Oh, is he? He probably have run in some similar channels and, and you know, um, Keith is one of the top brains in our industry right now mm-hmm. in terms of diag, programming, yeah. troubleshooting, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's got a lot of free content out there you can see. And then I introduced you to some people last night, the fellow YouTubers and stuff like that. Um, I want you, and this is not me lecturing and telling you what to do. I just want you to think about when you've got some free time, whatever that might be, we, none of us ever stop learning, right? And it's not just a podcast, but we're all a bunch of nerds where it's like when there's a new scanner Danner video out or there's something we're sharing all the time. (laughs) Look at this case study that somebody posted on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So think from that standpoint of, you know, how do I get to that level of being able to diagnose right. a car? Because the reality is, is eventually what we want to see for you is that you don't have to necessarily go and pull an engine out of a car as a job. Right. I want to see you. I want to see all techs. If you're going to be mobile, you roll up with a van, you do some programming, you use some diag, and somebody else that is cheaper than yourself ends up doing the grunt work of, of putting the component in. And you just might get called back to program it, calibrate it, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. Diagnose why the car doesn't start. Think about it from that because... Well, he has aspirations to own a brick and mortar too. Yes, but I want you to think about the, the way... What you're doing, a lot of it right now, um, as you age out, your body only has so many times that you can bend down and kneel down and right. roll around mm-hmm. in the dirt yeah. to do it's, those kind of stuff. So I want you to think about always developing the brain as much as you're developing your repetition skills that are physical in nature. Yeah. Because as that starts to peter out for you, if you grow your skill set to a level where I don't have to swing a hammer or I don't right. have to crawl around to get the job done, then you get yourself into a different type of job. And I'm not trying to say you need to do more work. That's not what I'm trying to say. No, absolutely. absolutely. But, but the people that we've introduced you to and, the, and the, 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 what we've tried to show you, learn their platforms, right? Follow them. Get involved with their social programming, their medias, that kind of stuff, and take from it the technical stuff that they're trying to teach you. We're not trying to go out there and say compete with them yeah. or go out there and start to all of a sudden sell yourself to customers that you're not. Right. right. If you're not strong at diag, don't go out there and start to try and do a bunch of it. Right. But if you can do it, continue to work on that. Yeah. Right? Because that's where you truly invest in your ability going forward mm. is, is not – and you and I have had this conversation, Right. Like, he's awesome at what he does, but he, he talks to us all the time. Sometimes he gets something in that he's not familiar with, and, he, and, he, and it makes him nervous, right? Mm-hmm. right. And right. I don't want to say he struggle with it. That's not the word I'm yeah. trying to use. No, it's... But it's, but it's not... The confidence isn't there. Right? So the, the way we build confidence is not in, I did that job this fast. Right. The confidence comes from being able to say, five other mechanics looked at it and couldn't figure it out. I figured it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. And then we get into making some serious money because then it doesn't even matter what those five charged. You are the last stop maybe in your community or your area to, to solve that car. Right. 
whatever five other charged did that didn't work, it doesn't matter because right. it didn't work. It wasn't the repair it needed. Your repair is then going to be the repair that is the successful repair. It doesn't matter if they spent three grand and it didn't. It doesn't matter. Right. It does yeah, not matter. You're the guy. You're the guy. It was your repair <laughs> that's what they needed. <laughs> right. And then don't ever undervalue that. We, we talk all the time about like with just in, a, in one this afternoon. Well, I went and fixed the wire and changed the fuse. This is an example of an oxygen sensor issue on a, on a truck that I fixed way years ago. Four oxygen sensors that went in plus labor is like $600 back then. Yeah. It didn't fix the car, right? If I go in, Jimmy Purdy said the same thing this morning. If I go in and change the fuse that was blown and fix the wire that was shorted, can I not charge $600 for that? Right? This is not a trick question. You're darn right I can. Right. Because $600 for a repair that didn't work, in my brain has always been the repair that does then is at least as much as that. Right. Yeah, because I mean? they didn't spend money on something they didn't need. Like, how many times do we see that? We talk about that all the time with Paul yep. and on his channel. Like, he yep. th- that's essentially what the mass majority of his cars are. Is yes. It's been to how many other places, and he's the last-ditch effort, yep. and they've replaced a bunch of parts. And like he said, he nowadays, he doesn't – he said it. it's – he doesn't always know the situation. Like yeah. in the past, he's talked down, but he's like, my perspective has changed. Like they've not gotten the training yeah. that they deserve yep. and you don't know the situation. And it's easy. I've done it. I'm oh. very guilty of it, of trashing another shop. And we we have to stop. Yep. We, we got to stop. And yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm just as guilty of it as anybody so else. So when you're out there and you're, and you're doing your social medias and stuff like that, remember that more times than not, when you're talking to the customer and it's you and them, yeah. The reason the car didn't get fixed is who you're talking to. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Yeah. Because they probably chose cheap. Oh, yeah. Right? And choosing cheap is they're allowed to. I'm not trying to say that every, the best repair is always the most expensive. I'm not trying to say that. You know, if, the, if they find somebody and it's cheaper and they get a successful repair, it's a successful repair. You're right. Yeah. But, you know, oftentimes, too many times we want to blame the tech in a lot of this industry for a car that doesn't get fixed. And it's just a natural thing. The customer always thinks the tech is what's screwed up. The reality is sometimes if that customer went to AutoZone or someplace that has free Diag, you think about in the back, if you could be that tech. Right. It's not getting paid to try and figure out. So what are you forced to do? You're forced to guess. Okay? So when you have a customer in front of you and you say, they say, well, they just threw a part at my car. The next question I always ask them is, well, what was the Diag fee? And they go, there was no Diag fee. My next answer to them <laughs> yeah. is, well, madam, you get what you paid for. Right. You essentially force the hand of them to make the guess. They made a guess. Absolutely. Right? You're mad now, but who are you really should be mad at? Right. Should be mad at yourself. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah. That's like Cecil said in a class this morning, the cheapest way to fix your car is pay for a diagnosis. Yeah. Like we oftentimes trick ourselves in thinking like, oh, we don't need, I can't charge for that. I can't charge for that. That was 100% me. Like I was better than I was when I was at the dealership mm-hmm. when I started my own shop, but mm-hmm. that I'd still all the time be like, oh, I don't know if I can charge for that. Now, it's a charge. I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not giving it away because again, like he said, it is the most important part of the process and I don't want to guess. Test, not guess. Uh, like that, again. Standard how, Danner. That, that's such guess. a great, a great saying, yeah. so...
And that's why it was important for me to introduce you to the people that I introduced you to. Absolutely. Right? And yes, and here and Scanner Danner is a cool guy. He oh, I was outside, man, and he was going home and he stops and he and I'll make a video about this later too cuz I got dude, I got stoked. I, it's hard to like when you see someone like that and you like you're like you feel like a little girl and you can't speak. <laughs> you try to talk and you're like, yeah, well. but he gave me a, he signed his book and gave it to me. Uh, diagnostics awesome. book, man, incredible. He He's, he's one of the most down-to-earth cool people and like what he's done for this industry has, in, has been incredible and uh, I guess that leads me into a question I had like so far obviously you still have a, an afternoon class here soon um, what do you think so far like this is your because you like me before I came to ASD I knew nothing about yeah, any of this training absolutely. we talked about my story how I found out about all yeah. of it you obviously didn't know anything you told me you didn't know anything about it either so I'm curious like so far, what are your thoughts and let the people know? Well, so, all right. So like I said in the beginning, this has been a life-changing event for sure. And so I was a bit nervous walking in here because there's, there's a lot of people. But what's mind-blowing is listening to all the different people and they're all on the same page. Everybody has the same goals and the same dreams and the same aspirations and they realize and everybody, everybody gets it. You know what I mean? And hearing like from one story to another and they're pretty similar. So they understand. And that's incredible. And yeah. just you, you taking me out here and Dave sending me, he's Venmoed me money and I could have done anything with that money. He, but you know what I mean? He like, you can't find people like that. And this place literally has been like, not just an eye opener, but it's like, and not just like a lesson learner. I've already learned like you seen yesterday, man, I've got like freaking five pages of notes <laughs> just for one class. Good for you, man. And so it's like all of that, all that takeaway is like I have, now I have even more confidence in like in the, in the future of what I can do. And I'm, I like look forward to the next time I can come do another class and another event. And I already shot out to a check engine truck. Like I told you said I was doing a podcast with, uh, Jeff, yeah, let's call him Jed. out. He needs to get on the he podcast. He is going to be so sick of hearing my name and hearing from me. Well, I told him I was doing a podcast with both y'all, and I was like, you know, it's 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 tough. It sucks you can't be here, and yeah. everybody thinks you know yeah. the best of you, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I can't be there. And I was like, well, dude, there's always next year. You yeah. Know? And We're always, there's doing it. And this is my, this is my first time hearing about this. Um, and, and realistically, if you just would have reached out to me and told me about it, I probably wouldn't have no, came. I guarantee you. Wouldn't yeah. Have I probably wouldn't have came, man. Cause this is a, this is a long way away. But when I, when I seen your video, I showed my wife and she, she called her boss for some reason and was like, guess what? Uh, and, uh, you know, and I was like, I, I do that for a moment. I was like, is this really happening? And I was like, well, you said this is also a lot of firsts for you too, everything right? Everything was a first, dude. It was my first airplane. First time I went on an Uber. So first time I'm in a hotel by myself. First time at training. like First time at training. Yeah. Like, so that can, even a normal, like under normal circumstances, that's a lot to take yeah. in, right? And then you don't know anybody on Absolutely. top of that. So kudos to you for one, accepting yeah. it. And two, like going through all the adversity to actually make it here because it's not an easy trip, even if it is all paid for, right? Absolutely. Like, and you still paid for your hotel, you still paid for your Ubers, you're still paying for stuff. It's not yeah. like it's all free. So right. you still invested in yourself as well. So right. that, again, that just says a lot about you as well. And, um, like I said, the, just the decision to come out here was huge. Cause I didn't know 
like I like I said in the video, I'm like, yeah, you know, you may or may not want to go, but if yeah. you decide to, like, yeah, like, so I'm glad you did. I mean, it's it's huge. Yeah. And so that's what the plan that you need to put in place, Matt, is that you want to decide that I want to go to more training and I want to attend Absolutely. more than this, which means you have to now build it into your price of what you're charging. Absolutely. And I want to reach out to, you know, any, anybody that I can about ASTE because I worked with so many different mechanics that had no idea no whatsoever. No clue that it exists. Yeah. And yeah. no idea whatsoever. That we're, Jeff and I are on a personal, uh, I don't know, journey, and it's, escapade, yeah. rampage, yeah. whatever you yeah. want to call it, to, to get as many people to know about this kind of stuff for this particular reason. Because if you've never been here, you don't know about it, and then you just hear people talk about it. Yeah, like it's it's hard because it's an investment. Like right. if you're a shop owner and like I close down for three days, so I have my lost revenue. Right. I pay for my ticket, and my wife's ticket. I pay for the hotel ticket. Right. I pay for the rental car. Like it's it's expensive, but the value I take home absolutely is mm -hmm. so much absolutely. more. Not only the training, but the networking and the oh. people, like you said, all the like-minded people. Yeah. And now you have connections with all those people. I guarantee you without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, if you reach out to any single one of the people that you met this weekend and ask them a question or need help with something, right. every last one of them will help you. I got I got like three personal numbers from people. Yeah. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I it's Like I said, man, it's mind-blowing. And then when you meet people that you've watched for years, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're doing... They're, they're obviously up there, and now you're doing what they're doing, you know, going yeah. to the same things, and it's all to better the quality of yourself and the va yes, and yeah. what you do, and uh, and not only is this this whole training event, but like, make you better sh as a shop owner, but it, like, it really makes you better for, like, your customers, you know yeah. what I mean? And yes, 100%. And that's, that's what we raise the industry up. We want to bring a better level of quality to, right. to the most people's repairs and a quality of repair. And then we want to sell the value of what we're giving you a service, right? You already save people the headache of having to get in their car and driving down to the shop. Yeah. Right? Somebody picks up the phone and calls you and says, I need an alternator put in my whatever. And you immediately, okay, I'll call you back and give you a price. That doesn't mean because you're going to them that it has to be less than what a shop would charge. Yeah. It should be more. It should be more. Right? It so should think be more. about that because it's not just about you are worth it, Matt. I, keep, I said to you last yeah. night, you are worth it. And this is how you continue to build into your your evolution is by realizing that I am worth it. And that's why I have to charge what I have to charge because right. I want to come back to AST. We, Chris and I on this, on this plight of trying to get more people aware of it. At the end of the day, I want as many people here as possible. Right. I want to lift up everyone. Now, if they don't want to come, they don't want to take what we feed them, right? That's fine. But at no point, at some point, we're all going to hit a point where people can't say, Oh, I didn't know about it. Right. Or I didn't hear about it. Absolutely. They have to stand up and say, I chose not to. Absolutely. And then that way, when they're struggling with whatever it is, people can go, why didn't you just get some training, dude? Right. You know? Yeah. And that, and so as a mobile mechanic, it was hard um, when I first started because I had a lot of people, obviously there's other mobile mechanics and I have a lot of people like, well, I just got off the phone with you know, this mobile mechanic and he's going to do it for this much. And so like literally as an industry everybody has to, you know, be able to charge more. Like, I get that you'll, you know, do some breaks and put three lug nuts on and miss two, but you'll charge half the price. I get it, but, you know, just don't do that. Just yeah, pay the, you know. There, there's always somebody cheaper. 
There's, there's all, always somebody that's cheaper. That's my like mantra that I yeah. share all the time on yeah. social media. There's always somebody willing to do it cheaper. If somebody, cheaper is not always better. Actually, some, cheaper is rarely better. But if somebody was cheaper, why are you now talking to me? I better get off the phone with you so that you can call that person back oh, and, and book yeah. that appointment. And this is not a rub on on mobile mechanics, but what the what we want to see within the industry and the people that and it's not because we're snobby if we work in a shop, but what I want to see is the reality is there's mobile mechanics. And then there's guys with some tools in a vehicle. Uh, for sure. And so there's a difference, Absolutely. right? So what we wanted to see is you to be able to distinguish yourself from those guys with just absolutely, another guy with man. a vehicle and tools. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, absolutely. And you're going to have to be able to do that with the kind of work and the kind of value that you perform and give to the customer. And that's, sure. that's accuracy of repair, which I don't think is a problem with you, but and quality repair, which I don't think is a problem with you. But if you want to get to the next level... You got to develop this. Yeah. Right? Because people are going to continue to call you as if you go in and say, hey, like I saw you doing a fuel pump in the caravan. I saw that video a yeah. while ago, right? Now, that's all good if somebody calls you up and says, hey, I need a fuel pump put in my caravan. Right. But if you, if and they have a pump, you put it in and it still doesn't start, where you really become, separate yourself from the other person is to be able to go in and say, okay, uh, whatever, like you want a fuel pump put in, I put it in, it still doesn't work. Now I can diagnose that for you if you want. Absolutely. Right? And that's what we want to see you get to that level. Absolutely. Because that's what separates 90% of the guys with a, a vehicle and tools is that 10% have the ability to diagnose. Right. Right? Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Absolutely, man. So Absolutely. That's what I'm hoping That's what I'm hoping for you. And, and, you know, if I tend to sometimes disregard somebody in your in your shoes, it's because I don't, with the social media sometimes, you're just showing a basic repair. Right. And, and the real people, the real superstars, are the people that will put themselves out there like he does on a diag, on a repair, and say, this is why I do it this way. Right? Right. So when we're looking at, uh, like, I don't watch a video just to see how somebody does a, a water right. pump or a fuel pump. I want to see the real, I nerd out on the stuff. He nerds out on the stuff. And you don't have to, because... It's going to come with detractors. Yeah. You're going to put something out there, and people said that wasn't the most efficient way to, to oh, troubleshoot yeah. that, or, <laughs> or oh, that yeah. that's too long, or I just jam my power probe into it and I hit the button. Oh yeah. But what I want you to understand is it's the ten percent that can't do what what a lot of the greats do. Yeah. Is it's what's going to make you have no ceiling on where you can go with this business. For sure, yeah. You understand what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, I want to thank you for coming on. Chris, dude, I, I can't thank you enough for, for what you've done. You and Marissa is just rock stars. And um, I'm happy to see you here at ASDE, and I'm happy to hear your enthusiasm for the other events like this. And oh, for sure. I mean, I, I want to I I see you here next year. And uh, the year after that, and Absolutely. I, wanna, I want you to check in with all of us and let us know how it's going. I mean, we're going to follow you, obviously. Absolutely. But I mean, like he said, reach out to any of us. If you know you want to, you want to, how would you do this? How would you do that? For what do sure. you think about this? You know, and sometimes if you post something, here's your warning. We may call you out. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris or I may say, dude, you know, remember what you were taught. Right. Yeah, because it is easy after these, like, uh, uh, yeah. you know. People come home from you, an event. You, yeah, you get off, you're, you got this high, right? And you're, you get home and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, then you get back into the grind and it's like a month, two months, two, yeah. three months. And you're like, it's easy to, that's why it's good to surround yourself well, with the great people. you so. see that, let me know for sure. <laughs> but shout out to me. So, I mean, so I can, 
yeah do a little bit better all right i want to thank you everybody for being here it's matt it's cool man to meet you finally it's great to meet yeah. you man i'm really and, excited and you, you guys i adore the heck out of both of you so thanks for having uh, us again yeah we'll have you all on soon at some point i want to thank everybody for being here and uh we'll roll on to the next one Hey, if you could do me a favor real quick and like, comment on, and share this episode, I'd really appreciate it. And please, most importantly, set the podcast to automatically download every Tuesday morning. As always, I'd like to thank our amazing guests for their perspectives and expertise, and I hope that you'll please join us again next week on this journey of change. Thank you to my partners in the ASAR group and to the Change in the Industry podcast. Remember what I always say, in this industry, you get what you pay for. Here's hoping everyone finds their missing 10 millimeter and we'll see you all again next time.